Enjoy Friday night dinners at the American German Club. Doors open at 5 p.m. Dinner, dessert, and coffee services are served from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. only. There's a live band, full bar with liquor and wine, including German and domestic beers on tap. $10 for admission and dinner is just $12. Visit AmericanGermanClub.org for more info. Everybody admits TMZ is now breaking more stories than the big news organizations. Now, here is one of TMZ's attorneys and stand-up comics, Derek Kaufman. Yes, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. On News Talk 850 WFTL. Ah, yes, and it is that time of week where I get to talk to my son, the lawyer, and I have all kinds of questions for you today, Derek. But first, I have to ask... What happened to Luke Perry? Yeah, this is a really, really sad story. So I came into the office, and there was a buzz about Luke Perry, and he uh, suffered a stroke, a serious stroke, as a matter of fact, in his home. He was hospitalized. There were calls to the ambulance. Um, and, you know, he lives in Sherman Oaks, which is in the, in the valley out here. Uh, there was a call that someone suffered a stroke. He was transported to a hospital. His condition is a little bit unclear right now, but he is under observation and hopefully going to be okay. But the, the timing is, is crazy because yesterday uh, they announced the reboot of Beverly Hills 90210 with the whole cast except for Luke Perry, who oh, wow. you know, has moved on. Yeah, so he's, he doesn't seem to be involved in that, but he's still a big star because that show Riverdale is gigantic, and he's Archie's dad. Right, right. I was going to say he's currently in a, a hit series. He's in. He's on. He's on that show Riverdale, and I'm not sure if he'd make a guest appearance, but he wasn't listed uh, with you know Jenny Garth and Jason Priestley and Brian Austin Green and all the usual suspects. So uh, yeah, we we may not see him there, but hope hope he's doing okay because this is uh, he's only 52 years old. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. How old could he be? He's got to be early 50s. Yeah, I mean the big joke back then was these were all guys in their in their twenties and thirties when they were filming the show about high school kids. He was around twenty five when the show was a hit, and now he's a you know middle aged guy, but certainly too early for for suffering something like this. So I, I we're wishing him a speedy recovery. One of the nicest guys, always very very pleasant to our cameramen and so forth. Yeah, and uh, it's it's interesting because yesterday I sent an email to you and your sister about the you know the reboot of nine zero two one zero because that was a show that your generation all uh, were addicted to. Oh, without question, and nostalgia reigns supreme. You know, you know, Jenya, you know, my sister, your daughter. There were two things that I remember about childhood. It's New Kids on the Block and Beverly Hills 90210, and virtually all of her clothes reflected that. So you look at any <laughs> picture, and it was either Luke Perry on the wall or Jonathan Knight. So this is, I'm sure, hitting her pretty hard. Exactly. And, and you know, even more interesting, when I, when I think about these reboots, um, some of the stars of your favorite show, which you didn't get to see that often, but I guess you probably saw more of in reruns, was Dawson's Creek. You think you get Katie Holmes to do a reboot my goodness that's what i'm waiting on because it just seems like that's the logical next step is to bring back all those they're all huge stars now i mean james vanderbeek is he's on he's on i think uh like a csi type show katie holmes obviously is with jamie fox and uh you know michelle williams is like an oscar caliber actress these days so it'd be great to see them all get back together i'm not sure they need it as much as the cast of 90210 <laughs> not, or, not to throw shade but well yeah the so, cast of 90210 was like that era's uh jersey whatever that show is with the uh, Jersey Snooker. Story, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it would be interesting. Um, I did not even know what the Red Table was, and I'm sure most of my listeners do not know what this is. I'll tell you all about the Red Table. The Red Table is is a show with Jada Pinkett, 
her daughter and her mother. So it's three generations of uh, the Smith family, essentially. And Jada asks these asks questions on there. It's a very sort of um, woman-centered show and tries to get to the bottom of things, some some sort of therapy at times. And she's having Jordan Woods on there, who's the woman of the hour, because they're actually very close family friends. Uh, uh, there's pictures of you know Will Smith treating her kind of like his goddaughter. Uh, and her life is in some turmoil because the Kardashians have turned their back on her after this whole cheating scandal with Tristan Thompson. Uh, so she went on the red pill and, and is talking about uh, how the Kardashians are trying to ruin her life, and she wants to get her narrative out there. So we'll see what happens with this. Uh, the episode's going to air, but it, it's uh, it's her chance to talk without the Kardashian filter behind it. Yeah, but doesn't she have an NDA with them? I mean, that's in the news with uh, President Trump, so I assume that uh, the Kardashians make you sign an NDA when you leave the show? Absolutely, and that's a big, big wrinkle to this whole thing because when you're on Keeping Up with the Kardashians, you sign these ironclad agreements that it, it's interesting that it's an NDA because obviously they disclose most of everything on the <laughs> show anyway, but right. it's really a way of protecting where it gets disseminated rather than it not being disseminated at all. But, you know, she did sign this contract. She does appear regularly, and if she spills the beans on a on a on the red table, uh, she could be dealing with some Kardashian lawyers, and that could get quite serious for her. You know, I was going to ask you from a, you know, strictly from your lawyer, put your lawyer hat on for a moment. Um, watching this testimony yesterday in front of the Congressional Oversight Committee, um, you had to be thinking to yourself, how does somebody, how does Congress encourage someone to violate attorney-client privilege in that manner? Is that, didn't that seem like very counterproductive to justice? You know what? This is fascinating because you're right. Uh, I was watching a lot of it in Jason's office with Harvey, and the same thought was going through all of our minds was, uh, how can anyone possibly feel like they can talk to uh, a lawyer mm -hmm. uh, if if the lawyer could eventually go to Congress and spill the beans in this way? You're right. It, it does sort of eviscerate a lot of the the sanctity of the attorney-client privilege. That said, there are exceptions, and if, if a crime is being committed by your by your client, you are allowed and in fact duty bound to report that but a lot of what he was saying were not criminal things they were just conversations with a lawyer so you're absolutely right this was strange in some ways and and it was a bunch of lawyers actually doing it which was really the strange part because i don't trust any of them now <laughs> yeah you know there's a lot of, a lot of lawyers and you're right there's you know congressmen who are lawyers who are asking these questions but from their perspective hey that's not a, it's not a privilege for them they just want as much information as possible and you know, this was just a big grandstanding dog and pony show, exactly. uh, and it had us. It had us riveted. I mean, a lot, a lot of interesting revelations. But you know, his credibility is is what it is. Michael Cohen is who he is. So I'm not sure how how much this will alter the landscape. Yeah, and I saw something uh, this morning that said guys like Michael Cohen don't last very long in jail. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like it, rats be, a rat. Yeah, rats yeah. a rat. Rats are rats. I guess that's right. And lawyers are not like the most popular. You don't want to go to jail, Derek. Lawyers are not real popular in there. Uh, look, I, <laughs> I, I have very soft hands. All I do is use them to type, so I have no interest in, in wearing brass knuckles to, to fight for my life in prison. I'm right sure you don't. Um, some of the other, obviously, the story with the local connection for us is Robert Kraft. I mean, at first, it seemed as though he were arrested immediately when the story broke here in Palm Beach in the uh, court, courthouse, and yet that wasn't true. He was partying uh, with Oscar winners over there in Hollywood 
at the time. Yeah, Robert Kraft was out and about. I mean, he, he they certainly didn't go into hiding. He was at a bunch of pre-Oscar parties. Uh, didn't seem to have a care in the world. And, and, you know, to be fair, this is he's facing two misdemeanor charges, but they are soliciting prostitution charges, and there is a video out there. There was a, there's surveillance footage. You'll probably never see the light of day because he's got very, very impressive legal team who would, who would probably sue the police department if it ever, if it ever leaked. But, uh, you know, he's facing this, this charge. He's now pled not guilty to it. Um, and he's requesting a non-jury trial. I'm not sure what his defense will be. Um, if, if, if it's that clear what they describe on the video, an exchange of money for sexual services, it's hard to imagine how this won't, uh, quickly, uh, move to a plea bargain because I'm not sure really what he can do if there's that kind of evidence yeah if there's a videotape which is of course the reason that uh r kelly spent two days in jail i mean i i find that story still kind of unbelievable he wasn't able to make bail or bond and ultimately some owner of a daycare center posted his hundred thousand dollar uh bond yeah he's apparently got a a close friend who 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 literally bailed him out of a of a sticky situation uh because he was having trouble coming up with the the money for for the for the bail, which was re- very strange to people, because even putting aside his musical career, remember R. Kelly has written yeah. hundreds of songs. He was one of the most prolific producer writers uh, of of the '90s and 2000s. So the fact that this guy couldn't scrounge together hundred thousand dollars or you know for for bail was strange to people. Um, but maybe he lives a very uh, maybe it's a very expensive lifestyle he lives. I don't know. I guess so. And then finally, we have to of course put the cap on. Jesse Smollett, I mean, the story just doesn't die. Now, you know, what's written on the check? You guys got your hands on the check, and it, in fact, does claim to be payment for um, physical training and a nutrition program, but really, I mean, uh, I would write something else on the check. I wouldn't write yeah, look, money for you I to have, beat, beat me up. I have my, I have the same doubts I had uh, <laughs> that I had when I initially heard the story. Um, uh, look, in the memo line of your checks, you've seen it. It's on our website. I mean, this is a lot to write in the memo line. It, it almost looks to me like he doth protest too much and wrote too much in the memo line to sort of cover his tracks. We don't know, and we don't know the veracity of this. And remember, he only has to raise a re- reasonable doubt. So right. is this enough to, to save his hide? It, it very well could be. It very well could be. But remember, if someone is found not guilty, it doesn't mean they didn't do they right. didn't do it. It just means there's not enough evidence to prove beyond a reasonable doubt. So. And it won't uh, be so easy. Yeah, but it won't be so easy to do if he had anything to do with the mailing of that, uh, you know, threatening letter. Then he's in some deep doo doo. I don't think that's going to be so easy to get out from. I agree completely. If if that letter comes back and can be traced to him, he's going to have a really difficult time uh, staying out of trouble. And and, you know, the the cops may have uh, gotten out over their skis a little bit in describing that letter, but it's still under investigation. And if it comes back that he crushed up some ibuprofen to make it look like anthrax. Uh, he's going to have some problems in court. Yeah, because uh, wouldn't it be interstate or uh, whatever? I mean, what? what oh, what, sure. What? If you're using the mail, that's yeah. why the FBI is involved. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh well. Listen, it is an interesting time, and unfortunately for you know the future generations, like your daughter, my granddaughter, um, this is all they got to look after: Momo challenges and and stars that get into all kinds of trouble. That's right. When you see your granddaughter, no Momo on YouTube. Okay? No Momo. No no sh- baby shark either, okay? That's right. That's right. Who knows what's out there? you got to watch every frame with her if you put it on. All right. Thanks a lot, Derek. Always a pleasure. All right. Take care, guys. Take care. Bye.
The American people have decided that's our democracy. What are you protesting? It just doesn't make sense. Let him be the man that I know that he can be, and he'll prove himself to He's the won that chance. He deserves it. Let's see what happens. Now, you just said something. Um, if I go to Washington, we're trying to figure out who's going to go. We I have. haven't been asked. You haven't been asked? No. How have you not? That can't I be don't know. true. It's, it you is. would be the first person that yes. he would want by his side. Chris, well, I agree with that. I have not been asked. If you know, you you know I don't asked, lie. You'd be on the political side, not the governmental side, right? It would depend on the role that they're asking me to play. It has to be a role that I feel comfortable with. Is there a chance? That he'll ask me to go to Washington? Oh, there's absolutely a chance he's going to ask you oh, to go. Oh, I certainly Would you so. go? 100%. Oh, but I never lie. <laughs> Man. I, that, I, it's not just Michael Cohen, though. It's everybody up there in Washington. They have this, like, disconnect in their head that says, well, maybe I did say that, but nobody will remember. It's not a matter of remembering anymore. We just go to the tape, you know. We all these things are cataloged. You don't get to say something and then it disappears. It is uh, forever. You are going to be facing it forever. Um, I just I love that soundbite. He when he asks, you know, I never lie. Really, you're going to jail for lying. The worst thing, he did it on CNN so the world could see, and then you're going to lie in front of Congress about it. Like. Right. <laughs> he's just, he's, uh, he's really dumber than dirt. Um, and that's what's so interesting, um, that these people don't realize that they're all going to get caught because we have records of what they said, what they wrote, and what they believe. And of course, a few weeks ago, you dominated the news headlines in this country uh, for several days after your tweet about the influence of APAC money on members of Congress, after which you were condemned by your own leadership, after which you came out and apologized. Why did you tweet that line, it's all about the Benjamins? What was going through your mind at that moment? I mean, it's no secret that money dominates the political discourse in this country. I mean, it's it's one of the dirty secrets that is not so secret. And so for me, it, it was really speaking to that. It was speaking to the fact that we have a problem mm. in our democracy. And that problem is the influence of money. So you've since apologized unequivocally for the tweet. You've said rightly that anti-Semitism is real. But just to be clear, I mean, we're a few weeks on now. I mean, what, I, were you, what were you apologizing for? Was it a badly worded tweet that you were apologizing for? Or was it for being anti-Semitic wittingly or unwittingly? Oh, absolutely not. I, 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 I apologized for the way that my words made people feel. Oftentimes, you know, we are in places where someone will say something and they might not know how it makes you feel. And it's not acceptable that once you express to them that this is, this is hurtful yeah. or that you have felt attacked by their words, they should acknowledge how you feel. They should speak to that. They should apologize and, you know, figure out a way to that, remedy that situation. And that's why you apologize. That is why and I And is apologize. that why you deleted your tweets this week? Because the chairwoman of the uh, Republican Party is all over Twitter, uh, su suggesting that was some sort of bad move on your part or bad faith move on your part. I mean, for a Republican who always makes a bad, mo bad faith move <laughs> um, to call someone out on that uh, is, is laughable, as you just did. The reason I, you know, and the purpose of the apology was to 
make sure that the people who were hurt felt understood and heard and leaving the tweets up no longer would be part of that. It's amazing to me that they say that in such a cavalier manner, right? Uh, well, you know, listen, uh, uh, it's a t you can't pick on me for being uh, incorrect or, or being bigoted. Uh, only we can pick on you for those things. How dare anybody on your side uh, suggest that I'm an anti-Semite? Of course, we're not suggesting. Let me let me reframe that. I'm not suggesting that Elon Omar or Rashida Talib are anti-Semitic. I'm not suggesting that. I'm stating it as a fact. Okay, I'm not guessing. I'm not uh, wondering. I'm not positing. I can tell you with every uh, every fiber of my being that Elon Omar. The congresswoman from uh, Mogadishu, Minnesota, and Rashida Talib, the congresswoman from, uh, you know, well, I don't even know what to call it, uh, you know, Taliban headquarters in Michigan, um, they are anti-Semitic. Uh, you know, end of story. Now, you can't go to jail for being anti-Semitic, and apparently you can get elected to Congress. Enjoy Friday night dinners at the American German Club. Doors open at 5 p.m. every Friday night of the year. Dinner, dessert, and coffee services are optional. Serve from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. only. There's a live band from 7 to 11 playing ballroom, standards, party music, and German traditional. Full bar with liquor and wine, including German and domestic beers on tap. $10 for admission and dinner is just $12. Visit AmericanGermanClub.org for more information. So Governor Jay Inslee just jumped into the Democratic primary. So I was trying to figure out how many people have we got there already. I think there's 13 now. And all total looks like there'll be about 30 potential <laughs> people running. Wow. Yeah. The 13 that are in are Sanders, or as I prefer to call him, Bernie Schaefer, <laughs> um, Senator Kamala Harris, uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren, Senator Cory Booker, Senator, the Senate's going to be empty. Senate Kristen Gillibrand, Senate Amy Klobuchar. Now you have Washington Governor Jay Inslee. You have uh, former San Antonio Mayor and HUD Secretary Julian Castro. You have uh, Congresswoman Tulsi, Tulsi Gabbard. And you have former Congressman John Delaney, as well as South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg. I can't pronounce it. Buttigieg. Um, and Andrew Yang. Did you know Andrew Yang was running? Yeah, the guy who wants to give uh, everybody $1,000 yes, a month. Yes, very good. Universal basic income of $1,000 a month to anyone over 18. He's a humanitarian-minded entrepreneur who served under the Obama administration. Also, Marion Williamson, the uh, oh, she uh, self-proclaimed bitch for God, that's what she calls herself, really? who has been a spiritual advisor to Oprah. Um, she wow. did run for Congress as an independent in 2014, did not win. So that's the 13 that are definitely in. And then we have the guys who are going to announce within the next couple of days, um, Joe Biden, mm -hmm. who looks uh, more sure than ever. You have Senator Sherrod Brown from Ohio. You have Senator Jeff Merkley from Oregon. You have Senator Michael Bennett from Colorado. He was the governor at one point, too. You have Montana Governor Steve Bullock. 
You have former Virginia Governor Terry McAuliffe, the man who I despise. You have former Colorado Governor Governor John Hickenlooper. We're not going to have a President Hickenlooper. That's just Mm. silly. You have former Congressman Beta O'Rourke. You have former Mayor of New York City Michael Bloomberg. You have Obama's longtime Attorney General Eric Holder. Uh, You have the former... Secretary of State and former nominee, actually, John Kerry, along with the the lunatic Eric Swalwell, Tim Ryan, and Seth Moulter. And uh, there's still some grumblings from Bill de Blasio's camp and Stacey Abrams. And, of course, uh, if Howard Schultz uh, decides to run as a Democrat, he will make 31. It's a lot of people. That's amazing. You know what? We should make a game. You know, uh... (laughs) Who's going to be next, right? Also, we should do a nickname game. Because you know how Trump loves giving nicknames. Maybe oh, we should boy. We these... start making nicknames for him. Oh, we can't. I could never make well, as good a nickname. we can get the listeners involved. Like, we put up a list, you know, like, at uh, this one today. Come up with a great nickname and then, you know. No. If anything, I, I want to join in. AOC has asked that we come up with a nickname for her staff. She wants to give her staff a name and... Uh, so far, the leading contenders are the cow tippers, oh, is God. one, and uh, a, a, the A team is what she likes the best. I got one. What? That was mine. What? That was mine? Yeah, because oh. all their stuff isn't theirs anymore. The boss. The boss. We could call it that. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, you know, whites are, I don't know. I don't even know what to call her. Um, the cow tippers? One of us. Yeah, because she says no farting cows because they're ruining the environment. Uh, right? They, this climate change is happening because cows fart. So if we stop eating cows, we won't need cows, I guess. I don't know. We Do we have to stop drinking milk? Yeah, I guess. Uh, so outrageous. Yeah, well. Ocasio-Cortez, Steve name, a st- staff team name. That's what... It inspired a hashtag, um, hashtag Ocasio-Cortez staff team name. So far we have Puppy Monkey Baby, <laughs> Box of Rocks, mm-hmm. The Illiterati, okay. Bill Nye Fan Club, uh, The Green New Dolls, The Pillage People. <laughs> I like that, The yeah, Pillage that People. Uh, Dork Dynasty, Hole Diggers, and the Clod Squad. What? The Unicorns. F Troop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like F Troop, too. Uh, Children of the Corn. <laughs> That's too good. Uh, Last Train to Brokesville. Breadline Bimbos. <laughs> I like that one. The Congressional Commie Committee. That would be the CCC, the Clapback Crew, Crazy Ex-Girlfriends, no, it's not bad. the Cow Tippers, Rotten Scoundrels. No, that's that's. Me. Uh, I like the Pillage one and uh, what was Pillage that one? People. Yeah, that's that's uh, good. Pillage People. You liked one earlier than that even more. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. I kind of, uh, I kind of like Dork Dynasty, but uh, you liked the Illiterati. No, that's was, a sophisticated a, box yeah. of rocks. Box of rocks wasn't bad. 
Puppy Monkey Baby? Uh, yeah, that was kind of funny. What is that? I don't, I don't know. get that, like, but it, it sounds, sounds like, funny, right? like a great YouTube video. Yeah. So, I don't know. But, you know, it's it's the new generation. You know, they they, um, they want names, and uh, what Donald Trump is, would call them is a whole nother show. But he'll come up with a good one. Well, he doesn't have to. What did he call Bernie the last time? He just calls him crazy. He doesn't have a good one for Crazy Bernie? Bernie? He just calls him crazy Bernie. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Feel the burn. Let's see. What what's he gonna call uh Pocahontas already has her name. Cory Booker Spartacus. I don't care what anybody says. Um yeah, he's right? that Kamala name. Harris. I don't know what Kami Harris. I'll call her Kami. Yeah. Copy? Kami. Is she no, she's definitely Kami. Um Kami Harris. Let's Com see who Com else. What you know? It's just it's going to be way more fun than you could. That's what I'm saying. We should probably do something like uh, this. if we could get some gifts and maybe do something on social media. Yeah, right. We're going to get some gifts. Good luck well, with something. that. Something mm -hmm. I could. You know what? I'll, I'll go talk to Gabe. Yeah, and maybe he can. We got some keychains. We can give out <laughs> keychains if uh, or cups. I think we have WFTL. You know, bugs. We still have cups. Yeah. So we we got some stuff here. Um, by Joyce Kaufman, we have one. We'll still have your lip lipstick mark on it. Really? Yeah, we should do. You should do that. Let's see. I'll put my lipstick mark on a cup. You think yeah. somebody would actually? I don't want them to have my DNA though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen. Um, Jay Inslee. Well, he's going to be the climate king, so I guess he'll end up having a nickname about that, like a Bill Nye no, kind of nickname. He's not even going to make it that far. Some of these people just need to drop out now. They're not going to though, and and I don't want them to. What about this ha Hang Wang guy? You know? He he can stay there because he's gonna say out outrageous stuff. But that's you know they're all saying outside. What are we gonna? What's he gonna call Beto? Beto, Beto, Beto. <laughs> Wasn't that from the um, the movies with the little yellow Gaminian guys? What was that De desperate? Uh, oh, despicable. Despicable me. me yep. That's right. So he could, they all those little characters go Beto, Beto, Beto. So that could be his like theme song, the Beto song. You could have little yellow guys come out. Um, let's see. Uh, who else? Are the bi Joe Biden, Crazy Joe. He always called him Crazy Uncle Joe. That'll that'll stick. Um, Amy Klobuchar. I don't know. She's the one who ate the salad with her comb, though, right? So who probably? She? Yeah, you didn't no. hear about that. And then made her staff member wash the comb. With a comb? Yeah, they didn't nah. have. They didn't bring her a fork, so I she used... ate her salad with her comb, and then made her. Her uh, assistant, cleaner? chief of staff, washed the comb. Why can't she do it? Exactly. Um, I don't think and she'll be around well, that long. This was a combing out. Of Julian Castro. Oh boy, I know that where that's going, right? Yeah. No. Fidel. Fidel's little brother. Um, let's see, Tulsi Gabbard. I don't know. She fires up the uh, the strain of anti-war progressives. It'll be hard, though, for her to get past that friendliness I with do. the Syrian dictator Bashar al-Assad and her past comments on LGBTQ. Um, you know, it's weird. A lot of the Bernie people on the pages want her as, like, vice president. Tulsi Gabbard? Yes. Oh, that's not surprising at all. That's uh, not I'm weird. Just, because that's perfect. You, know you said... Uh, She's anti-war, and she was in the military. No, just the LGBT uh, comment in the past was... Uh, it was a bad comment. It was bad, and just I was surprised so quickly they wanted to. They've forgotten uh, it already. Um, so we'll see. Uh, Representative John Delaney. The only thing I like about that is it'll be my last name. The most notable thing about Delaney is he's already been running for president for two years. He lived in Iowa 
which is the first state on the presidential calendar. And uh, even in Iowa, he was the first choice of 1% of the <laughs> Democrat voters. Yeah, I, and this Pete Buttigieg, I love him. They keep putting him on television, too. This is his uh, 20 minutes of fame. Which one is he? He is a military veteran, a Rhodes Scholar, the first openly LGBTQ president in American history. He was the mayor of uh, South Bend, Indiana, a city that yeah. most people will never Pop visit. Population like 30. Right. And Marion Williamson, I just want her in there because, you know... She'll be doing like, you know, her style of speaking would be more like, you know, a TED Talks, you know, like it a was, lecture. It was kind of entertaining to listen to her speak. Oh, in she's interview. wonderful. She is wonderful. Her meditation tapes put me right to sleep. So it was uh, pretty interesting to see that... Uh, Governor DeSantis blames Sheriff Israel for all of the shootings that took place at uh, Parkland and at the airport. The allegations against uh, Sheriff Israel, whose suspension was one of the first things the governor did in January, were included in what is known as a bill of particulars as uh, Sheriff Israel sues to get his job back. He's appealed his suspension. He didn't sue. He's appealing his suspension to the state Senate, which does have the authority to reinstate or to remove elected officials. Senate President Bill Galvano appointed former Representative Dudley Goodlett, a Naples area Republican, to serve as special master in Israel's case and in an appeal by suspended Okaloosa County Superintendent of Schools Mary Beth Jackson who was also removed by DeSantis. The Bill of Particulars in Israel's case was filed on Monday by uh, the DeSantis team's lawyer, Nicholas Primrose, includes specific allegations related to the February 14th massacre, 2018 massacre at, at MSD in Parkland and the January 6th, 2017 attack at the Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport. This is what it says. Mr. Israel neglected his duty and or was incompetent in failing his paramount statutory responsibility to be the conservator of the peace in Broward County in violation of Florida law. It's a 14-page document, and the Bill of Particular also charges Israel with failing to protect the life of each of the 22 sh shooting victims, identifying them individually by name. Whew! Of course, uh, uh, the attorney for Scott Israel, Benedict Kuhn, says these scandalously false allegations that the sheriff is responsible for the deaths of any of these victims is outrageous. At a time when the governor was a candidate and a member of Congress doing nothing to promote the health, welfare, and safety of people in the state of Florida and throughout our nation, our sheriff was working diligently with his office to protect the people of Broward County. Yeah. Well, bravo. 
Governor DeSantis. That's all I can say. Now, if you can figure out a way to get us out from under Robert Runsey, that'd be great. But it doesn't look too good. Um, other allegations focused on his active shooter policy, which resulted in additional fatalities. From the time Deputy Peterson arrived at Building 12, his failure to enter the building and or engage the gunman resulted in seven additional fatalities and almost a dozen more wounded students and faculty. Uh, detailing one of the charges against Israel. Seven other deputies arrived at the campus, heard gunfire, and did not enter the building or engage with crews, also resulting in additional fatalities or injuries. The document also accuses Israel of failing to adequately train his deputies as evidenced by the attacks on the airport and at the school. The lack of frequent and effective trainings by Mr. Israel was exposed during two separate mass, mass casualty events within a one-year span of time that resulted in the deaths of 22 individuals. Israel, a Democrat first elected in 2012, has fiercely insisted he's innocent of any wrongdoing and has accused the Republican governor of removing him from office to fulfill a campaign pledge. And a good pledge it was. We'll see what happens. Uh, still a lot to talk about. Also, hey, you know that United Nations, the same one that has the uh, picture, a photograph of uh, Che Guevara up at their headquarters, uh, has now decided that abortion is a right-to-life issue. What? What? Unfortunately for the preborn, it's not their right. Late last year, the UN Human Rights Committee adopted General Comment Number 36, a document expounding on Article 6 of the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights. Article 6, Article 6 posits that every human being has the inherent right and that this right has inherent rights and these right, like the right to life, shall be protected by law. Huh? So they made abortion a right? You can't make this stuff up. Anyway, I thank you for your time this time until next time. It has been quite a week, and I'm sure next week will be just as good. So uh, I'll be back on Monday at 10 a.m., my new time. Remember, 10 a.m., if it be his will, and he delays his coming. What lies behind us and what lies ahead of us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. So wherever you are, just be yourself. Everybody else is taken. Yes, I know, that's Oscar Wilde's uh, line, but I feel free to use it. Thank you, Hobo, but most of all, thank you for listening. God bless you, and God bless the United States.